Hey everybody, it's Tuesday, December 22nd, and today on Texas Rangers with the boys, we're talking outfield. We're going to go over what we think the Texas Rangers outfielders are going to do this year, and then we're going to compare that with what fan graphs and baseball reference thinks. Join us today on Texas Rangers with the boys, because we're talking outfield. And welcome back to Texas Rangers with the boys. We are the boys. My name is Kevin Frazier. You can find me on socials at Kevin Lee Frazier. Uh, that's Twitter and Instagram. Glad everybody came out today. Uh, we are in the middle of our projections for each position and pitching uh, segment or series. Joining me today is my co-host with a, a beard that's truly remarkable and um, – Again, it's dinner time, so I'm sure there is, uh, you know, turkey legs and, um, you know, bison bones everywhere scattered all throughout uh, the living room. Uh, the 300-pound manimal, a.k.a. bull. Buddy, how you doing, and where can they find you on socials? I'm good. Uh, um, I, I know you don't know this being in Miami, Florida, but today in Texas, it was awful. Just <laughs> awful cold snowing mm. all the things that we hate here mm. trying to talk about baseball it's hard to get excited about baseball whenever whenever it's snowing outside but uh um i'm doing i'm doing really good of uh, got christmas stuff out of the way got that done so we can start focusing on spring training no i'm just kidding i'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> spring training but uh, we, um if you wanna, if you wanna find me on Twitter, at Manimal Bull, Instagram, at Manimal Three Hundred, also TikTok, at Bull Pro. Let me just say, and I think Tell my me. handle that was Manimal on that. Maybe I don't know. I tried some stuff. Let me just say, TikTok, you you kids are out of control. <laughs> you kids, you you kids with your your pop 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 and all that stuff, you're out of control. It's out of control, these kids. But anyway, uh, <laughs> uh, and also, also, for all the people that aren't kids, okay, for my for my thirty five plus crew, yeah, you can find you can find me on Facebook, <laughs> Old Pro. Just a few months from now, we can be friends. <laughs> just just takes a little bit, guys. Uh, again, being such in high demand. So, buddy, uh, before we get to the show, I want to say your new microphone, uh, maybe a Christmas gift from uh, the missus. You sound great, man. You sound great. Yeah, I'm going to get you one just to, just to hope that you'll sound great, too. I'm trying. Man. I'm, trying. <laughs> I, I'm, 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 I'm wondering why you spend so much money on Apple AirPods and you, you can't even sound good on a, on, a, on a podcast. But I digress. I digress. You know, I, I'm, I'm grateful. I'm grateful. I'm grateful. So, um, well, hey, man, let's let's get into it. We have uh, we're covering outfielders today. Huh? Yeah, yeah, we got outfield today. Pretty pumped up again because uh, some young guys to talk about. Um, mostly young guys, and of course, we'll save. Uh, we'll make you listen to the whole show to find out when we're going to talk about Adolis Garcia. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I was actually really uh, uh, encouraged by some of the uh, projections for these outfielders and, and and really you know what's interesting is after having gone through all the projections and really just talking about each one of these players you know 
I mean, I feel like the Rangers, the reason they're not rushing into any moves is I think they're pretty happy with what they've got. And um, I, I think after listening to Bochi uh, in the video you sent me yesterday, uh, I think he's happy with what they've got. And so uh, he sees the I, potential. Yeah, I, I like that. I really like it. Um, and some interesting, uh, just some things that will, we'll, some interesting things to take away from once we go over these outfielders. Uh, some, some numbers that happened last year that probably got glossed over uh, that I'm really excited to talk about today. So why don't we jump into it, unless you got anything else to say, uh, with our first outfielder. Um, I think we're starting with Bubba, right? Let's just, yeah, let's start with Bubba. Um, Fangraphs, actually, um, they like, they, they, they have him starting. Looks like they've got him kind of as the odd man out going into the season next year as far as outfielders go. But uh, they think he's going to play about a half a season next year and get and log, you know, 335 plate appearances. Um, but uh, his numbers across the board down except for slugging. I think they, uh, you know, I mean, and I can see that. I can see that, um, you know, his on-base percentage and batting average going down over more plate appearances. But I'd like to see him be one of those kids that kind of figures it out at the plate and starts uh, starts reading a little bit better and becomes one of those guys that uh, focuses on on base percentage because I mean I think we've talked about it if he can get on base he can be a huge part of the of of this thing going forward and it's just about getting on base. Yeah, I I think man like Bubba Thompson man it's funny because you know you just it's stolen bases is a stat you really don't, you know, spend a lot of time looking at. But when you look at some of his stolen base numbers in the minors and you saw, like, when he came up, man, like, you couldn't throw the guy out. I mean, he was – I mean, he was blazing. He got – he had 18 stolen bases, only three times caught stealing. And trust me, after, like, two or three, everybody knew he was going. Like, there's, there was no – nobody wondered whether he was trying to swipe bases once they saw the wheels on the guy. Once he figured out how not to slide over the bases, they probably made the bases bigger just for him. But in, in 55 games, the guy stole 18 bases. Yeah, it's just a matter of, of getting on base, you know. I mean, right. And and I've said it from the you know day one with him, you know, if he can get the strikeout percentages down and get his walk percentages up and start, you know, getting on base a little bit more, using his speed to an advantage. Uh, you know, I mean, I I, I don't know that he's going to be a guy that takes ten or twelve bags on bunts but if he could be if he's a guy that can get on base just by hitting balls and holes um he can become a real asset to the team and i think that he's like one of those guys that uh if if he becomes that guy i mean left field is is a spot for him that he can play and he can also play a lot of center so you know i mean if, if Tavares, white those guys don't continue to be you know a platoon or, or guys that are, are, are playing the position and playing it well together. Hey, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I can see why the Rangers aren't in a big hurry to make a lot of moves, but at the same time, I think they do need to, they, I mean, there's some, there's some moves that they need to make, you know I mean? I think they still need to bring in a, a left fielder or a corner outfielder that's got some pop. If you got to move a Dallas off of right field, you know, he, I mean, he can play all three positions, I don't think that's the end of the world either. Um, I think just that, that you know, Bubba, he's either going to have to get on base a little bit more 
or, or, you know, um, I mean, just figure out a way to get on base a little bit more and he can be a real big part of this team next year. Yeah. And, and one of the things about Bubba that I find really encouraging is that, you know, anytime he's in the minors, anytime he got more than about three, around 350, 330, 350 at bats plus, he did really well. Uh, slugged over 450, even at a high of 483. Hit over, you know, 275 with a high of 303. I mean, he, he seems like the more he plays, the more he figures it out. The other thing I was noticing, and I think this was a big reason why his power struggled, because he has some pop in the minors. Uh, and he's a big, he's a pretty big kid at six foot two. But I think, you know, and, and again, this is, this is, I'm going to call this like little, you know, little league, because us, me and you in high school, probably nothing like what these guys experience. But I know for myself, it was really hard until I could get acclimated to like breaking pitches and, and really like getting kind of comfortable with the speed of the game. It became really hard to do anything but slap, slap around, slap balls around or strike out, you know, because I'm, you know, not really on, on the pitches. So it's either I'm, I'm either striking out a lot, trying to make solid contact or I'm slapping at everything because I'm not comfortable where I'm at. And I noticed a lot of that with him last year. I feel like he, if he can really get the speed changes down and get a little more comfortable and keep his feet set, I think the power will come around. I think but, it showed, too, in his, in his strikeout percentage last year in the big leagues. I mean, it, it jumped almost almost 6% going up from AAA to, to uh, the big leagues. So I think that's, uh, you know, he's just got to get the swing and miss percentage down. And I mm-hmm. think that is, I mean, you know, you're, you're seeing triple A pitching and I mean, you know, like we always talk about, you don't see that same quality of pitching and, and you, you know, it seems to be at the triple A level, you know, a lot of the, the hitters are probably more advanced than the pitchers at that point yeah. too. So when you yep. get up there and you're starting to, to face pitchers that are more advanced than, they are at the AAA level, you know, it, it catches up to them. And I think that, you know, that's a number, you know, like I said, uh, you know, he's always been kind of that 25% and then he fell a little bit this year. So we'll just kind of see what happens. Uh, but I think if he can get that down closer to 25% with a 6% walk, you know, he could start making something happen. You know, I agree. And, and I just, for, for me, and, you know, I always – I seem to be really betting high on Bubba Thompson. Uh, just – I don't know. Watching him play, I just have a lot of faith in the kid, to be honest. I think that's just – maybe it's just a hunch, probably just not even an educated guess. But I just – I like the guy's athletic ability. Um, so I'm going to go with my projections with him. He, he's splitting on baseball reference at 260, 313, and 365 with 15 stolen bases. Um I'm sorry, but if this guy gets on base, they have him with 70 hits, 18 walks. Uh, if this guy gets on base uh, 90 times, even that, I mean, he's going to steal 30 bases, dude. I don't care what anybody yeah, says. Yeah, he's going to steal a ton of bases if he gets on as many times as they say. Having 15 stolen bases in uh, 291 plate appearances when he had 18 um, – in 181 last year, I guarantee you this guy's going to swipe 30 bases if he gets on 100 times. So I'm going to actually go above this a little bit 
just because I think not much. He may his ops may land around seven hundred if he does, and his on base percentage lands around three twenty five. Um, and he bats two sixty. He's going to see a lot more games than they're projecting here, and the guy could really uh, blow our socks off uh, if if he's doing that. So I, I'm I'm betting high on Bubba Thompson this year. Yeah, I, I, I think he's going to be – I think he's going to be better than what Fangraphs has him. Maybe not quite what uh, baseball reference has as far as average and on base, but uh, probably upset, uh, upset stolen base total for sure. Yeah, yeah. I, okay, let's – real quick before we move on, you know I love this kind of stuff. Over under 30 stolen bases for Bubba Thompson this year. Um, I'm going to take the over – same. I'll take the over just because I think he'll get enough. I mean, he'll get enough at bats and get enough uh, opportunities late in games, even if he isn't playing on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, hey, let's jump to the next guy. Um, if you don't Eli. mind, kind of. Um, you want to do Eli before we move on to Leody? Yeah, let's do Eli because he's kind of okay. like a utility outfielder. I think uh, Fangraphs kind of has him like losing, losing. Uh, um, Losing at bats this year, um, I don't think they think he's going to, uh, you know, ex- like he, I don't think they see him as kind of part of the uh, um, the Rangers' plans going forward. And yeah. I can see that. I can see. I could also see him, uh, you know, if the Rangers do make a trade before the um, before the season, him kind of being one of those guys that might get traded. Um, but I think they're going to give him chances to play in the outfield this year. But I don't know that that's going – I just don't know. I don't know exactly. You know, I, I like the kid. He's got a lot of athletic ability, but he still hasn't hit. Yeah. He still hasn't that's, hit. He's got, to, he's got to figure out how to hit. And, yeah. You know, I mean, but that's like the story with every one of those Rangers outfielders. It kind of seems that, like, you know, they all just kind of need to learn how to, you know, or not learn how to, but they got to, like, take what they know and, and, and make it work in the big leagues. Yeah, and, and one of the things that I'm noticing looking at his um, looking at his numbers from last year, just a few changes that it looks like he made. Uh, his walk percentage uh, was you know at nine nine and a half, uh, which I think is really good. But his strike and it went up, but his strikeout percentage also went up another five percent. Um, the other thing I noticed that with him is that he went from thirty four percent pull uh, to twenty three percent pull. And 26% opposite field. So it looks like last year he was trying to do some things at the plate. And you got to to work on that swing. I mean, if we know he needs a hit, I'm sure he knows he needs to hit too. Um, but, yeah, but for me, like, like I, the way – and I think we kind of said this at one point, either off air or on air, that if Eli White, like, stays in, like, the 230, 240 range, he's going to get a lot of time on the field. But if he can't – because he's really good in every aspect of the game. But if he can't, uh, he's just going to be a guy that we probably never talk about again. Um, over-unders for him, I, they got him at 209, 281, 336 at a 607 ops. Honestly, if he's having those splits, I don't see him getting no 253 at-bats. Yeah, so, have to figure it out. Yeah, because uh, Fangraphs has those same numbers, but only 140 plate appearances. So, yeah. We're going to have to go – for me, I'm going to have to go with, you know, a leopard doesn't change its spots until it does. So I'm going to probably have to agree with Sandgrass <laughs> and just go go flat on that, and he'll probably 
being the guy that's the odd man out when they bring in another outfielder. Yeah, I mean, he's a career 185 hitter. Things didn't change last year that much. He did get hurt, yep. so, I mean, you know, things could have been better for him. In the, in the yeah. Long, you know, so. But, again, I don't hate Eli White. I, I hope to see him kind of pick things up, but I just don't know that he's part of the Rangers' future plans. But he might be. I agree. Yeah, never know. Well, if, he, if he comes out and has a strong spring uh, and looks like he's making some strides, then anybody's going to take a flyer on a guy with that kind of athletic ability. So, But um, I, I want to point out something really interesting because as we're jumping into Leoti here, um, you know, what's funny is that, you know, him and Bubba Thompson, when you look at the numbers, of course, he had a little bit of a bigger sample size than Bubba did. But, you know, Bubba, Bo, they both are in the 260s batting average. Both were in the same 300 on base percentage. The only big difference was that Leoti slugged a little bit more um, at 366 to 312. Um, so, uh, interestingly enough, as good of a season as we felt like Leoti had, um, again, Bubba Thompson wasn't that much behind him uh, altogether with just a little bit of power difference. Um, and I think I'd like to, to see a full season from Tavares before I say anything, you know, mm -hmm. as far as the two of them, because I think he's a guy that could hit 15 to 20 home runs, and I think he could probably slug somewhere close to 400. I think he could be a 700 ops guy playing center field, and if he can do that, then he's probably going to hang around the big leagues for a lot of years. Well, my only thing is, and, and again, just, you know, just pointing to he had one really good minor league season last year. He had a really good minor league season for about 50 games last year. Uh, 2021, you know, he, for about 320 plate appearances, I mean, he hit 17 homers, but again, same, so did Bubba Thompson. Um, but he's really never hit for average, really, once he got above uh, really above rookie ball, like even in the A, A plus, double A, triple A. I mean, the only time he's hit over 240, really, or I take that back. He had a season where he did, he hit 279, but he looks like he struggled a little more for batting average. Um, and last year seems more like something that was kind of like he's playing above uh, what maybe what everyone, you know, pro would have projected him at. I kind of um, catching up. Yeah, well, I mean, maybe he's developing. Than everybody else at every level he's ever played. We'll say that again? Well, I think he's always been so much younger than everybody else at every level that he's ever been at. So oh, he's okay. probably starting to catch up. I mean, when you're looking at him at Frisco, you got to remember he was like 19 at Frisco, 18 yeah. at Hickory, 17 at – you know. So, I mean, he was a, he's a young kid, and he was always, you know, excelling on the defensive end and, and – uh, you know, figuring it out at the plate. And I think last year he's kind of started to figure it out at the plate. And I think that he's going to continue this year to figure it out. And I think this is going to be the breakout season for Leody Tavares. Hey, we all want to see it, right? Like, I, I think we all want to yeah. see him break out. Yeah, I think he's going to be a 700 ops guy this year. And I think he's going to probably be thought of as a gold glove center fielder. And I think he's going to probably, you know, I mean, he may not hit more than 250, but if he can get on to 315 or 320 clip, I think, you know, if he can do that and, and slug somewhere around 385 to 400, I mean, you got a really good player on your hands then. If he can yeah. hit 15, 20 home runs, I don't know. I, I just think this is probably going to be that year that he breaks out because he's, you know, he's finally, right now, he's going to be 20. His, you know, next year's his 24th season. So I don't know, you know, he's still young. Like you, you got to think that like, I mean, a guy that's been around and been on the radar for the Rangers since, you know, 
I don't know how long ago it's been now that he that they signed him, but he's been their top prospect or one of their top prospects for for six, seven years now. So I mean, you know, he's just finally now getting you know to that level of you know, that he's ready, you know, and and I think he's always been a young guy everywhere he's been. And now he's kind of figuring it out at that next level. And and it ends up being the big league level that he's figuring out at. Yeah. You bring up a great point because, you know, his first, his first season getting 500 at bats minors, he was 18 years old. Yeah. I mean, I mean, he's at triple a, he was at double a at 20 at triple a. And again, everybody lost a year, not really lost a year because he played in 2020. Uh, I think yeah, he got he, some good good experience in 2022, uh, 2020 as well. Um, but yeah, he's 22 years old at AAA. Um, so I, I I I agree. Like I think you're right. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna definitely agree here that you know he probably has his best years ahead of him. Um, and looking at some of his uh, advanced batting statistics, you know, 36 percent hard hit balls. Um, I think that's a that that number is probably gonna go up. I look at, you know, he was a, you know, he pull, pull hitter about 30%, 48% center field, but also above average going to the opposite field, which again shows kind of a little bit of a of discipline there. Um, his walk percentage went up last year from the year before. Strikeout percentage went down like 7%. So I think you're right. He's trending in the right. And again, if I were to say who has a higher ceiling, uh, him or Bubba Thompson? Bubba Thompson, I would say, is the better athlete. But I think uh, Leo Tavares is the, is the higher seed baseball. Right, Tavares. Right, Tavares is the better the better baseball player, uh, at least as it stands. So his splits, they've got him at 240, 296, 362, uh, with the odds of six fifty nine. I'm going to go above that because yeah, uh, I'm going to I'm going to go with you and say he's trending upward. I, I'm going to I'm going to say his average finishes closer to that 250 in his on-base percentage, probably ends up around the 310, 320. He's not a big walks guy, but he can walk a little bit. But I think he's going to slug a little better than uh, than 362. I, I think his slugging percentage is going to be a better because he's going to – I think he's going to be hitting a lot more hard-hit balls. And I wouldn't be shocked to see him, like, lead the team in triples next year. Um, so that's just – you know, I think he'll hit around 10 homers, I, I 20 doubles. Like- so yeah, that, you're probably pretty close. I pull up this next guy right here, right? I'm pulling up the next guy that we're going to talk about. And I swear just the blatant disrespect this man gets from the big, you know, from everybody. Uh, but you finish on Tavares and I'm going to, then I'm going to go off on Garcia and how somehow they have him projected to be lower than every stat that he had last year besides home runs yet somehow still be lower in all the other stats. But anyway, go well, okay. Well, I, I'm actually by all means. Uh, why not? Why don't we? Uh, why don't? So, are you you you're betting high on Tavares? I'm betting high on Tavares. Tavares let's talk. Let's talk about. And both of us are big time Adolis Garcia. I mean, do do fans, you really so, like Adolis Garcia? Uh, he's a career, he's a career two forty three hitter, and I still don't feel like he's hit his potential. And this year, they've got him projected out at two thirty three, a two eighty three on base percentage, and a four twenty seven slug. I mean, every one of those are way below his uh, career or below his career numbers and way below last year's numbers. And I just don't understand, I mean, why they've got this guy, you know, the, the, why, why this guy doesn't get love. I mean, he, he, he plays two 
He can play any position out in the outfield. He plays a gold glove level. He, no one, no one on the Rangers team puts it together with runners in scoring position like Adolis Garcia is. He's got power for days. And he's starting to kind of just figure it out now at, at, at 30 years old. You know, next year's going to be his 30-year-old season. And, I mean, I just – I can't believe that that we're still talking about him, you know, decelerating next year whenever – I mean, there's just no reason to believe that he will. Right. Well, let's – let's let's okay, we, we know – I think they he's about as cons- – Runs, RBIs, um, stolen bases. I mean, just every number across the board, having a higher strikeout rating, lower walk rating. I mean, it's just – disrespectful at this point well let's let let me tell you what they've got him at on baseball reference they've got him at 244 which is right about his career average 293 which is again career average and then slugging at a 439 which is just a tick below with an ops of 732 really it looks like they just went ahead and just went with hey he's going to be what he is um and they they just the only reason his numbers are down looks like just because they have him getting less plate appearances, which I don't agree with. I, th- I think he's probably going to play every day. Yeah. He's a guy that's going to get 600 at bats or close to 600 at bats. He's going to hit close to 30 homers. He's going to drive in close to 90 runs. Um, going to hit 25, 30 doubles. He's going to strike out 180 times, you know? Um, so I have, honestly, I'm, I'm content with that though. Like you want somebody, uh, you want players on your team that you can, bank on what you're going to get you know i mean there's there's absolutely nothing wrong with that especially because he's fast he can run um he's got a good arm he's good on the bases so you know i i'm I'm with you i think maybe he's getting a bad rap i will say this and you're going to like this number um his hard hit balls percentage is 10 percent over the major league level yeah i believe that 10 percent so so he's a guy that's, that's, that's getting solid contact uh, when he's up there. Um, has it 18? He's, a, he's right at the major league averages with his uh, pulls, center field, opposite field, like 18, 52, 29, right on par with the major league average. So he's, you know, again, he's not a dead pull hitter. Um, I, I, I just – I'm with you, man. I, I, don't, I think maybe there's a little bit of a, a stigma that goes – that goes along with him, but I don't, I think he's probably got, these are the kind of guys, a lot of times guys like him. And again, I say guys like him, I, I don't know what I mean by that, but I think, I think if uh, he just seems like one of these guys is going to play around the same level for the next five or six years, it may have one of those seasons, you know, like one season or in that where he, instead of hitting 240, 250, he hits 280. You know, and then you know, and drives in 130 runs and hits 35 homers. You know, he might have a season or two like that in his career, and I want to be, I want him to be on the Rangers for that. And I don't mean to say that I think that he's the greatest ball player in in the league. I just feel like that the numbers he's put up the last two years that I mean, he he deserves to be at least thought of in that same sense of of uh, you know what he has been the last couple of years. I don't see why he would drop off right as he's hitting his prime. Yeah. No, I, I, I don't disagree with you. And, and again, I think, uh, I, I, yeah, agree. He's in his prime. Like, why would he drop off? That makes no sense at all. Um, so, so, so let's agree to say, here. I'm going to, I'm going to say that I think, uh, I think Dallas Garcia is going to be somewhere around 255, 
310 or 315 on base percentage and probably slug somewhere, oh, in the range of 450, mm-hmm. you know, which is about his career. And I think, you know, I think he's going to be a little bit better than what they think he's going to be. And I think that, you know, he's probably going to be worth more like three, uh, three wins instead of 1.7. Right. Yeah, I, I can agree with that, too. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I think it's three and a half war last year. I'm going to go with like flat on that. I think he'll be right to the same. I think he'll be right there at the same next year because again, he's got speed. He's got an arm. He can play the outfield. He's not just a bat. Um, and you know, I just, I'm telling you one of these years, he's going to have one of those seasons where he just kind of gets it all together for, for a season. These guys aren't probably, he's probably not going to be year over year. But one of these years, he's going to bat in the high 270s and just kind of have one of those magical years uh, and, you know, crank out 130 runs. And, and you know, hopefully it's this year or next year uh, while we got Simeon and Seager and these guys in their primes and uh, right in the early part of uh, John DeGrom's contract. So, yeah, John DeGrom. <laughs> well, I felt like we needed a comic relief. Ooh, there. Yeah, I, I to, right? it, I we'll it, talk I about John it. DeGrom tomorrow when we're, when we're talking <laughs> – pitchers i think you know we'll, we'll get into that tomorrow while we're talking pitchers uh you 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 ready to take this thing home for a landing yeah, yeah. Def- definitely let's take it home man i enjoyed this show today i love outfielders i, I like i like some of the the stuff we're talking about and again I, I still after talking this and as much as i think bochi likes his guys i still think we're gonna see uh, a, a conforto or somebody come in here on a one-year deal or two one year with an option kind of deal uh, just to give these guys a little bit of space to grow. And I don't blame them if they do that. Uh, all in all though, great show tonight. Um, agree. Yeah. We'll talk yeah. pitching tomorrow. Let's uh, let's get out of here. Let's get out of here. Hey, you got anything you want to say to the peeps? No, no. Just listen tomorrow when we talk starting pitching for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. So guys, we'll be back tomorrow, Friday. It'll be our last uh, show for the week. Uh, we want to thank everybody for tuning in. Once again, you can find Bull and I on Facebook, <laughs> Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. We appreciate everybody for listening into the show. We love the Texas Rangers. We know you do too. Uh, again, come support us out on social media. Tell everybody about our show. Uh, we're, again, we're just a couple guys out here having fun, talking ball. And uh, this is uh, the Texas Rangers with the boys. We are the boys signing out.